0: A couple days ago, Brian Reynolds was headed to the Mariners, and yesterday he was headed to the Rangers. Maybe he'll end up in Seattle, maybe he'll end up in Arlington, and maybe he'll stay in Pittsburgh, but one way or another, there's got to be value, meaning the same or better value, staying right here in Pittsburgh. Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or hockey. I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Penguins, the same place you found this. One funny thing about this offseason, speaking of the Steelers and the Penguins, is that for however active the interest has been in those two teams, who of course are the active ones, through the winter around here, you still find Brian Reynolds' name at or near the top of all the social media trending lists. You know, you'll see Kenny Pickett, you'll see Sidney Crosby, and right in there, you'll see some kind of reference to Brian Reynolds. So, what I do, you know, given the line of work, I'll always tap on the Brian Reynolds one. I just want to see What's going on? I don't take even a fraction of it seriously, but let's just see what's there and let's see who's reporting it and what I happen to know about that particular reporter, whether or not they're reputable. So when John Paul Morosi, who I've known for years, has covered not only baseball, but also hockey and done so at a really high level, when Morosi says that the Mariners are interested in Reynolds, there's going to be something to that. Uh, JP is not someone who's just making stuff up, throwing it against the wall and seeing if he's right so he can give everyone a ha, ha ha, I told you at the end. He's just not that guy. He doesn't need to be that guy. He's been doing this a little bit too long. You know what I mean? He doesn't need the small victories of I told you where Reynolds was going. Not that many people really care outside of Pittsburgh. So I I I bought into this. He's got some kind of source that Let him know that the Mariners are interested. And I'll read that. And I read the stuff yesterday that related uh, to the Rangers. And mostly I tried it because I don't really care, obviously, which team would be involved. But I, I do care, again, from this perspective, from the Pittsburgh perspective, what the value would be or what the goal would be of a Ben Charrington trade. I have told you from the beginning that what I would most like to see come back is, pardon the word usage here, elite starting pitching prospects, that's plural with an S there, coming back because you can never count on one pitcher in a trade. You always need multiple arms because of, well, you know what you got to double your chances of them staying healthy, let alone performing. And I'll tell you right now that as much as I'm opposed to any scenario in which the Pirates fail, and that's what it would be, a failure to keep their best player, if Reynolds does get traded, he'd better bring back multiple legitimate starting pitching prospects. It's a ton of fun, it's a great meal, and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. Why starting pitching? Well, start with this. You can never have too much pitching. You've heard that phrase a zillion times. It's also true. You can never have enough because of injuries, because of inconsistencies, because of inexplicable slumps. Hitters are a more predictable lot. But pitchers, most unfortunately in that context, are way more valuable to you. The Pirates in their financial situation, meaning both the real financial situation in which Major League Baseball doesn't have a salary cap and the imagined situation that they have in which they just don't like to spend money regardless of how much or how little they have, aren't ever going to be in the market for free agents starting pitching at least not of any consequence. Rich Hill at 1 year for 8 million is as pricey as it's ever going to get under Bob Nutting. It just is. We can wish that it would be different. We can wish that the owner would be different, but it won't amount to anything. So what you have to do if you're the Pirates is your starting pitching has to come from within. We have seen signs. There are very reasonable projections for this rotation to be successful sooner rather than later. When you look at the way Mitch Keller matured, when you look at Ruanzi Contreras, when you start throwing in Johan Oviedo and the way he finished up, Luis Ortiz coming up from Altoona and throwing in triple digits. That's four younger guys right there without me even mentioning Hill or Vince Velasquez or anyone else. It can be a nice Core to the rotation. Now throw onto that, Mike Burrows and Quinn Priester. Now just going to be one level away in Indianapolis. These are encouraging signs. If you graft onto that, even more, the Pirates are going to be in a position where not only can they work around uh, injuries or, or, or or inadequate performance they'll also have more of baseball's most precious asset and they'll be able to use that in trades to acquire other things they need such as you know a center fielder who can play every day and occasionally hit with the top 10 outfielders in the entire league i'm i'm going to say this again because i don't want this getting thrown back in my face i am not in favor of a trade I'm not in favor of almost any trade, although, you know, people can knock your socks off with certain things. I want to see Reynolds kept. However, if he is not, well, that trade has got to knock your socks off, and that's going to involve starting pitching. It just has to. When we come back, J1Q. Today's J1Q comes from JT, who says, DK, I listened to your Wednesday daily shot of Pirates, and I have two questions to come to my mind because of it. First, what do you think it would take to get the Reynolds deal done? Meaning the contract extension. Seems like eight years and 95000000 million front-loaded could get it done. Second, if other teams... Don't think he's worth top prospects. Do they think that the Pirates are suckers or that he isn't worth that much in terms of giving up their top prospects to get him? JT, I'm going to take the second one first. Pay zero attention to the banter that comes from either the Pittsburgh side or any other team that's involved in this. Because the next thing you're going to reference is how the Yankees said that the Pirates are asking for the moon for him. How many times have you heard that one? It always comes from the Yankees. You notice that? You know why? The Yankees have someone actually in their front office who deals directly with their beat writers. Not making this up. I know this for a fact. And feeds them stuff that they want out there. They don't paint it as such, but the reporters are all like sources within the team. It's the sources. It's the one dude who's talking to you. But that's how it goes. And they will get the message out. The pirates are asking for the moon. And everyone here, because, you know, everyone hates Bob Nutting and by extension, anyone else associated with the pirates. And they'll say, "Ah, oh, look at this. What an outrage that the pirates are behaving like this or whatever. Just because it's the pirates, they'll be in the wrong. Meanwhile, from the Pittsburgh side, what you'll hear is that we're not even trying to trade him. We have no interest in moving him. He's going to be part of the They've said this even two days before a guy was traded. This is standard practice, my friends. This happens in all directions in the world of baseball, all directions. The Pirates are no exception in this. They're just a player. The way Ben Charrington and his people handle this sort of thing is a carbon copy of the way Neil Huntington and his people did. And before that, Dave Littlefield and his people. There's no daylight here. As for what I think would get a contract done, as I've mentioned before on this show, I'm only interested in the free agency years, meaning the team and Reynolds know what he could slash should get for the three remaining years through which the Pirates hold his rights via arbitration. There's not much room for interpretation or getting super flexible there. If anything, the player benefits because all three years become guaranteed versus now when he's only got one more year guaranteed. And if something were to happen to him, guess what? No one's going to want Reynolds after 2023. Not to be whatever dark about this, but that's also something that people have to consider. So whether or not you can achieve a Reynolds extension. A long-term extension depends on how you view his value into the free agency years in which he'll be in his early 30s and theoretically past his peak. So if you see Reynolds as a $20 million a year player three years from now, then you figure out what he's worth in arbitration and you add a 60 or you add a 40 and just do two additional years. If you feel that Reynolds is a lot closer to the 15 range, which strikes me as being somewhat, you know, that's reasonable, right? Then you do that math. What you don't do, what you shouldn't do, and I'm going to make this point for the second time this week because I feel it's important and it's getting distorted in a lot of places. What you don't do is look at his arbitration years as if they are free agent years, as if he'd be a. Free to go to the open market because he's not. He won't be. The Major League Baseball bylaws do not allow it. There's not even a Scott Boris somewhere who can change that. So the three years are the three years, and the Pirates hold all three of those rights through that process. He is not in any way, shape, or form to be compared to a Brandon Nimmo or other people who are already past their six full years of Major League service time and thus capable of being free agents he's not that so the real mystery here is what to do with those three years after that and when i say mystery it's because neither side obviously has figured this out yet when i have expressed optimism isn't the word but when i have expressed uh, an openness to the possibility that these sides could sit down and talk again I meant that. That was going way back at the very beginning of the Reynolds request becoming public. Since then, I have been told that the team remains legitimately interested in pursuing this further. Maybe there just needs to be a little bit of a cooling down period because of the way that CAA, Reynolds' agency, conducted this whole thing. But I have no doubt that the Pirates would still like to pursue it. Whether or not they'll pursue it more seriously than they did with the first offer remains to be seen. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. We're going to do one more of these this week, tomorrow.